Welcome to Warcraft Wars podcast. My name's Rachel, and this is the podcast where we step behind the veil to take a look at some long lost and little known spooky stories and urban legends. When we think of parks, we may not instantly associate them with ghosts, but many of the world's green spaces were either donated to cities and towns or are located on disused cemeteries and battlefields. They may have been used as a park for generations, meaning that thousands, if not millions, of people have walked through the trees and left a lot of residual energy in their wake. So, are you ready for a tour of some of the world's most haunted parks and green spaces? If so, let's go. Gettysburg in Pennsylvania is one of the most haunted places in the United States. The three-day Battle of Gettysburg was the bloodiest battle of the Civil War. Over 51,000 men were injured or lost their lives on this very battlefield. A boulder-strewn area known as Devil's Den was the site of heavy fighting during the battle. Turning point in the fight for Devil's Den was when the Confederate 1st Texas Regiment managed to silence the Union's heavy artillery guns and install sharpshooters in the rocks. One of the ghosts of Devil's Den is named the Helpful Hippie. The hippie often appears to visitors who have gotten turned around in the maze of rocks. The hippie is described as a dishevelled man with a floppy hat, bare feet and shoulder-length hair. It is thought that he was a member of the 1st Texas Regiment due to his affinity for people in Texas shirts. Visitors to Devil's Den are warned that their phones may experience a technical glitch while in the area. One poor soldier had his body dragged at least 40 yards and staged in several positions for morbid photos after the battle. The Grand Canyon National Park is one of the world's largest and deepest canyons. The park is considered one of the wonders of the world. The rocks of the Grand Canyon are upwards of 2 billion years old and human history dates back to at least 4,000 years. The canyon is full of stories of strange sightings and sounds. The most terrifying is of the wailing women. According to local law, a woman moved into the Grand Canyon Lodge with her husband and son when it was being built in the 1920s. One day, her husband and son decided to go on a hike, but when the weather turned treacherous, the pair lost their footing on the steep cliffs of the Transept Trail and fell to their deaths. Stricken with grief, the woman searched the trail for her husband and son before ultimately accepting their sad fate. Unable to cope with her loss, she returned to the lodge and ended her life. Now her spirit is said to haunt both the trail where her family met their end and the lodge where she killed herself. When the Canyon Lodge suffered a terrible fire in 1932, several witnesses claimed to see the wailing woman's face within the flames. To this day, there is a door at the lodge she refuses to leave open. Whenever the caretaker opens that door, the wandering woman slams it shut, says a former park ranger, Andrea Lankford. According to hikers, the wailing woman can be seen at night along the transept trail wearing a white dress with blue flowers, a scarf around her head. Williams Grand Canyon News reports that many hikers and even some seasonal park rangers have reported seeing the young woman's apparition. Even if you don't see her, many hikers travelling along the northern rim between the lodge and the transept trail have reported hearing her wailing and crying out for her family. Mammoth Cave National Park in Kentucky is the world's largest cave. There are more than 400 miles of passageways. One of the earliest cave explorers, Stephen Bishop, called Mammoth a grand, gloomy and peculiar place. Stephen Bishop was a 17-year-old African slave bought by the cave's owner, Frank Gorin. Bishop's job was to guide wealthy white tourists through the underground passageways of Mammoth Cave. When Gorin sold both the cave and Bishop to Dr. John Crogan, Bishop was a skilled splunker by this point and Crogan turned Bishop loose to explore the cave. Bishop would discover many of the cave's most famous features, such as Echo River and Cleveland Avenue. Bishop was granted his freedom a year before his death and was buried near Mammoth Cave. During the Violet City Lantern Tour, the Rangers will speak to the group by lantern light similar to Bishop. 
Rangers have reported having been shoved, hearing footsteps and on occasion seeing a man in a droop-style hat similar to Bishop's. Maple Hill Cemetery is located in Huntsville, Alabama. Founded in 1822, it originally covered a mere two acres, but over the years has expanded to nearly 100. The cemetery contains 80,000 burials, including five governors of Alabama, five United States senators and numerous other local and national names. During the Civil War, Maple Hill Cemetery became the burial site of 187 unknown Confederate soldiers and an uncertain number of Union soldiers. Most of the Confederate soldiers, buried in the Confederate section on the northern side of the cemetery, died early in the war of disease or accidents while training in camps close to Huntsville. The names of many of them are known, but it is unknown who lies in which grave. While there are probably the spirits of Civil War soldiers wandering the cemetery, there's something far more interesting located on a plot of land adjacent to the graveyard. Nestled against a rock face and almost hidden by trees is a small play area consisting of swings and a slide set. This tiny area sees more ghost hunters than it does bored children who are waiting for their parents to finish up a tour, and that's because the playground is known as the Dead Children's Playground. Local teens gave the playground its name and it seems for very good reason. According to legend, many children who died in Huntsville during the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic are buried in Maple Hill. The spirits of these children, some say, come out after dark to run and play as they might have in life. An online search turns up photos of unexplained shadows and orbs. Other reports include swings moving on their own and the sound of children laughing and playing. It is true that many children as well as adults died during the worldwide pandemic. Spanish flu killed an estimated 50 million people worldwide and hit Huntsville particularly hard. Hospital beds were filled and doctors were working long shifts in hopes of easing some of the patients' misery. Many patients were treated at home with large quarantine signs on the doors, a practice which resulted in the disease spreading through entire families. Bodies were often stacked on wagons and hauled to morgues by horses. The Spanish flu arrived in Huntsville on September 25, 1918. By October 7th, the governor had ordered the closure of all public places including shops, schools and churches. There is no official number of child deaths in Huntsville due to the 1918 pandemic, but it's most likely to be in the hundreds. But not every ghost story involves a 200-year-old battlefield or a 100-year-old wandering spirit. Some ghosts are relatively modern. The story that drew me to this subject takes place in Henderson, a well-to-do city to the southeast of Las Vegas. Nestled next to an elementary school on Fox Ridge Drive is Fox Ridge Park. Open from 6am until midnight, this little park has a wide range of facilities, including an amphitheatre, a play park, barbecues and a ballpark. To the unsuspecting guy, it looks like your average suburban green space. As with many hauntings, details of the initial story can be sketchy at best. But since 2005, tales of the spirit of a young boy playing on the swings of the park have abounded. Often told by the haunted Las Vegas tour guides, the boy was hit by a car, possibly while retrieving a lost ball. At around midnight, one of the park's pair of swings is said to begin moving back and forth as this young and restless spirit revisits one of his favourite playgrounds. Some people have even said that they have seen the boy's spirit sitting on the swings. However, he doesn't like to be watched and the stories tell that if you look him in the eye, his eyes become red and he turns into a demon. There have been a number of paranormal investigations take place in the park. One which took place in 2011 didn't see the swing move, but did capture some fairly bright orbs in the vicinity of the play area. The park also has a second ghost in the form of a woman who walks a perimeter. The story goes that she was tragically murdered by someone wielding an axe. However, tellings of her ghost are far fewer than that of the spirit boy in the swings. 
The UK also has its fair share of haunted parks. Burton-upon-Trent in the heart of England is your typical small industrial town. For centuries, Burton has been the heart of brewing in the UK, the most famous being Bass, which is now owned by Coors. Burton is also home to the love-it-or-hate-it sandwich spread Marmite. Made from the brewing industry's yeast byproduct, this thick black spread is rich in vitamin B12. But Burton is also home to a place which boasts an eye-watering 50 or more ghosts. Sinai Park House, also known as Sinai House, is a Grade 2 listed building in Burton-upon-Trent. Consisting of a central range with two wings, the building is sited on a ridge of high ground near a spring. The earliest remains of the site date to the 13th century and it was occupied by the Skinovel family before being donated to Burton Abbey. The house was used as a place of convalescence for monks recovering from bloodletting procedures and its original name, Signy House, derived from the old French sign for blood. The estate was increased by enclosure and used as a hunting ground for the abbot. Much of the estate and house were let out by the early 16th century. The estate came into the hands of the pageant family after the dissolution of the monasteries. The pages used it for hunting and let out part of the estate to farmers. The house adopted its modern name of Sinai by the end of the 18th century, a biblical reference. The estate was sold to pay off the debts of the eccentric Henry Pageant, 5th Marquess of Anglesey, and by 1918 was used by a cooperative society farm. The house later served as billets for Royal Air Force personnel and was split into cottages before being abandoned due to contaminated water supply. It was used by a farmer as a house for pigs and chickens before being sold in 1995 to the current owner who has renovated one wing of the house. Planning permission has been granted to restore further parts of the estate and install an outdoor classroom. The house is surrounded by grounds and woodland and it's among these trees that some of the tales take place. Isabella Baxter was a cook at the house in the time of it being a monastery. Amongst her better judgment, she became pregnant by one of the monks and, to hide this, she was killed by being pushed down a flight of stairs. Her ghost is said to now haunt the building and park and is said to be seen as a fleeting grey shadow. Bloodletting, bleeding people in order to cure illness, was a popular among the monks and used to take place in the attic of the house. Sir Henry Pageant was one of Wellington's second command at the Battle of Waterloo is said to still roam the grounds. There is another grey lady spotted on the bridge over the moat who is said to be looking for her lost love. Other reports from Sinai House include a phantom coach, a hanged witch and a hooded monk who appears at the foot of her bed on the property. The house itself is said to have a tunnel which links Burton Abbey, which links to Burton Abbey. Apparently Sinai House was favoured by the Knights Templar and within these tunnels is said to lie the Holy Grail and the Lost Ark of the Covenant. Are these flights of fancy from people who live in a town famed for its beer? Or is there some truth to the tales? Archaeologists believe that there aren't any tunnels beneath the house. However, there could be a number of passages and cellars which have been lost to the sands of time. According to historian David Adkins and Sinai House owner Kate Murphy, Sinai House came to the ownership of nearby Burton Abbey in the early 14th century under mysterious circumstances, just after the Templars were removed from Jerusalem. They claim that the hilltop site was selected by the remaining Templars as a location in which to secretly hide their treasures due to strong connection of the Paynes family to Burton Abbey. They go on to explain that the use of the place named Sinai began at this point as a direct reference to the biblical location which makes it 
the most likely place for the Templar treasure to be. They allege that Burton was chosen because the Templars may have found a ready ally in the abbots of Burton who apparently, they say, notoriously were notoriously non-conformist and had little allegiance to the Pope or Rome. The Templars needed such a supporter as powerful people and foreign governments were understandably keen to acquire the land and the Templars knew that an invading force from abroad could never reach the heart of England. Additionally, Atkins also pointed to the proximity of Needwood Forest, which he considered to be a dark and feared place that would have further dissuaded potential enemies. Atkins claims that Sinai House sits on a labyrinth of natural tunnels and caves. A geologist once told him that there were caverns as big as Westminster Abbey beneath the house. As such, the natural caves and chambers would have naturally drawn the Templars in, wanting to conceal their valuable hoard. Journalist Mike Lockley subsequently reported that, in the 1800s, researchers discovered a secret passageway and forced entry but were beaten back by fumes. To this day, the cellar's stone archway remains bricked up. Lockley goes on to explain that after the dissolution of Burton Abbey in 1539, the site was acquired by the courtier Sir William Pageant, who went to great lengths to secure the Burton Abbey estate. Why? And having realised his ambition, why did Sir William smash down the abbey? Atkins himself suggests that they were looking for something, and speculated that the surname Pageant is derived from Paynes, the name of the first Templar Grand Master. If Pageant was indeed a descendant, he was only around six generations removed from Hughes de Paynes. As such, it is highly likely that tales and family myths about the lost treasure being on the Burton Abbey estate have been passed down within his family. Bonus fact, if you recognise the surname Lockley, that's because it is very close to Loxley, as in Robin of Loxley, a.k.a. the famous outlaw Robin Hood, who was based in Nottingham, which is not too far from Burton. Haunted parks and playgrounds are dotted around the globe. They seem to be a natural place for spirits to congregate, places where they were once young or where they enjoyed the beauty of the surrounding area. If there's a haunted park near to where you live, please do let me know. If you've enjoyed this podcast, thank you so much for listening and please do feel free to check out our website at www.roswellpublishing.co.uk and until next time, stay spooky.